0: One of my favorite productivity tips is all about planning ahead for success. When you start to think about batching together like tasks and striving to make real progress on the goals you have for your food blog, mapping out your ideal week becomes essential. Today's episode will help you to figure out what anchors you need to have every week in order to make real progress on your goals. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Super excited that you are tuning in today and I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit nerding out having this conversation around creating your ideal week. As I mentioned a few episodes back, I plan to do some regular content around the topic of time management for food bloggers because I have had so many questions over the years and I think one of the biggest shifts I have seen in moving away from my food blog as sort of my primary place that I was spending my time and really building up my web design business is that I have had to get more laser focused on my time management skills and really honing in on those. And so I'm so excited to be able to share some of the things that I've learned and that I'm still learning as I really dive into that next level for my business. And I hope that these time management tips will help you to be able to be more efficient with your time working on your food blog, to be able to help you reach your goals faster. So I will be putting time management at the front of the episodes that are about that specifically, so you can go back and listen to those. Right now, this is only the second episode about time management, but there will be more in the future. And if you want to go back and listen to the first episode about time management, that was episode 85, time management tips for food bloggers, how to save time with time tracking. So definitely go back and listen to that one if you haven't listened to it already. As always, if this is your first episode or you have been a long-time listener, I'm so excited that you are tuning in today. My name is Madison Wetherill. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm also the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios, where we specialize in building custom websites for food bloggers who are looking to take their business to the next level. Our clients are often well-established in the food blogging industry, and they have been in the industry for five to ten years. They often have a few hundred to a thousand blog posts in their archive, and they are primarily monetized through ads, but looking to diversify their income streams. They're really looking for that next step to continue making an impact through their food blog, not only for their family and for their life, but also for their audience. And they're really looking to create Things like higher-level strategic partnerships or creating a household name for their business. So we love to be able to partner with our clients to work collaboratively with them to create custom websites that work well for SEO, design, and serving your audience. Because I truly believe that you shouldn't have to sacrifice any of those things just to have a website that you are proud of. So if you are ever curious about how to work with us or what our packages look like, you can always go to graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab to learn more and to reach out to see if we are a good fit to work together. If you are looking to redesign your website early on in the new year, we would love to chat with you and see again if we're a good fit and to figure out what the best timing would be for you and just to get all of your questions answered. So feel free to reach out. Um we always have that link in the show notes as well. So like I said today, we are going to nerd out a little bit, go a little bit deep into some productivity tips, and I will say that creating an ideal week for my business has been probably the reason that I have been able to chuggle so many things in my personal and business life, and it's really been the thing that has sort of saved me from, I will say in a very not dramatic way, drowning in the work that my business brings. And I say all of that to say that I know everybody's life is a little bit different when it comes to their workload, their tolerance for busyness, all of those types of things. But really when it comes down to it, you need to have some structure around your week or you're going to find that week over week you're just putting things off, not getting the things done that are important to help you reach your goals, and really just feeling frazzled by the lack of structure in your business. I say this as someone who is very not type A, very creative, very sort of go with the flow. I can definitely be organized and I am very organized in certain settings, but I also could just wing it for a very long time. And so the idea of creating structure around my week is very or was very foreign to me when I first heard of this. And I honestly felt like I was going to feel like I was suffocated by having so much structure. But I will tell you that on the days when I'm busy, on you know the days when childcare falls through and I no longer have someone to watch the kids when I need to work, or when I get behind on a project and need to catch up, having the structure of an ideal week really helps to save me in those moments. And so I think the more that you can start to think about how you want your business to run, you're going to be able to start to think about what you want an ideal week to look like. So an ideal week is really just kind of what it sounds like. It's what you dream of your week looking like, not only from the perspective of what you need in terms of balance, but also what are the important things that you need to get done every week or every couple weeks? And how can you start to create those anchors in your schedule to make sure that it gets done? So first let's go over a couple of things that should be in your ideal week. And I say should very lightly because I don't want you to feel like you have to have all of these things. I'm just giving you ideas and I want you to take the things that are interesting to you or feel like they would be helpful for you to have some accountability if these were part of your ideal schedule so you can add blocks of time for things like content creation obviously within content creation you have sort of the content for your blog which breaks down into many parts but you also have your content for social media So when I say content creation, I'm actually thinking more about your blog content because we're going to talk about marketing in a second. When it comes to content creation, you probably want to break that down into which days are the best days of the week for you to test recipes, which days are the best days of the week for you to shoot photos or to write your blog content. You're going to want to have blocks of time for each of those things. And if you're not familiar with the concept of batching your tasks, I would really recommend creating those containers so that you're able to work through just more than one post at a time. So often what happens is you sit down to write a blog post and you go from testing the recipe to taking the photos to writing the blog post all in one day where you would be able to be a lot more efficient if you were to test two or three recipes at a time and then take photos of two or three recipes at a time, then outline your blog post all together. And so if you can break apart your content creation, that is going to help you to be able to get ahead and just to get into a rhythm of what makes the most sense for you. Now, something I should have mentioned before I went into some of these examples is that you actually really want to think when you're thinking about your ideal week, when your energy is the highest. So for a lot of people, they might feel more creative in the morning. So you don't want to be spending time in the morning doing things like admin work or blog writing unless you need to be more creative during those times. So you really want to be thinking about not only when do you have time blocks during your week, but also when do you feel the most energetic or the most creative that you can plan your highest level tasks and your best tasks during that time okay back to some ideas of what you can put in your ideal week so we talked about content creation for your blog you can also put in marketing here so a lot of the time that's going to be either social media marketing or email marketing this is really going to depend on how you structure your content plan and things like that. But if you can sit down and write a few social media captions at a time or a few emails at a time, again, you're going to be so much more productive doing that. And so if you can carve out the time on your ideal week to do that, you're going to be able to be more accountable to actually getting that done during that time. You can also carve out time for business development. So this can be things like thinking about your next level partnerships, thinking about team building or thinking about another way that you want to bring income into your business. You can also carve out some time for CEO time like we talked about in last week's episode and I walked through three different things that you can include in that CEO time every week. You can carve out some time for education. So catching up on courses or finding new courses to take or listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos, things that are probably things you're doing already, but if you can do them in a focused container of time, it will help you to be a little bit more productive with that time. You can also carve out a block of time for admin. So for me, I have a block of time a few times a week where I answer emails. I have my executive assistant, Claudia, who is going through my inbox on a daily basis multiple times a day to make sure that we get replies out to clients quickly but for people who maybe need support on something that she can't answer I get into my inbox a few times a week but having that block of time helps me to stay out of my inbox most of the time and to be able to really focus in on answering emails when I have that block of time. So for you that could look like updating your plugins on your website Responding to comments or emails from fans, or jumping into your DMs on Instagram and replying to DMs there. It can be so many different things. It could be paying invoices. It could be sending out invoices, all of those types of things that are very mindless but need to get done. Again, you want to put these in a time block that is not your best time of the week. And the last thing that you want to add to your ideal week is a block of time for you to focus on delegating tasks. So this may not be the case for everybody, but if you have even one team member on your team, having a block of time where you can really think about what could I possibly put off of my plate onto this person's plate is going to be really, really helpful. When I first had a VA in my business, I had to have this time every single week so that I could be being intentional about the things that I was adding to her list and making sure that I was utilizing her properly. And instead of just kind of winging it and then having things that needed to be done urgently that I didn't feel comfortable giving to her so last minute. So having that block of time set aside to be able to just look at what needs to be delegated, whether that's in your personal life or your business life, can be so helpful for making sure that you are really utilizing the team that you have and taking some stuff off your plate in the meantime. Now that you have quite a few ideas of things that you can include in your ideal week, you want to take a blank calendar from a weekly view Or you can just draw this out on a piece of paper and I want you to map out the blocks of time that you have to work. So for those of you that have kids in school or who maybe don't have children at home, this is going to be seemingly easier to do. But what will often happen is because you feel like you have so much time, you end up procrastinating during that time that you have and then trying to scramble and get things done at the last minute. Maybe that's just me who does that, I don't know. But if that is you, an ideal week is really gonna help give you some structure around your time. So let's say that you have from eight to five every day throughout the week, just as a starting place. You wanna go ahead and block off the time that you want for breaks. So maybe you wanna take an hour lunch just to close your computer and step away. Maybe you want to... Ease into your morning and make sure that you don't have anything really scheduled before 9 a.m. Maybe you know that you're not going to be home and settled until 10 o'clock by the time you drop your kids off or they come on the school bus or whatever it is that you do. If you can't tell, I'm definitely a homeschool mom because I don't even know how the school bus system works anymore. It's been so long since I rode on a school bus and I don't even really know how this whole thing works of dropping kids off and picking them up. Anyways, I digress. Basically, you want to really look at what is your actual schedule of time. So you may think that you have from 8 to 5 every day, but the truth is you probably don't really get started right away at 8 o'clock. There's probably some time to settle in. So really be realistic of when you want that first block of time to be. Now, for most people and just in general, our focus is going to drastically shift after about an hour to an hour and a half. So if you can help it, you want to have no more than like two hours blocked off for a specific task and make sure to let yourself take breaks within that task. Again, because you're going to be setting up this ideal week and hopefully following it, you're going to hopefully be more productive in the process. So it's okay for you to take a few breaks in between. And as I've shared on Instagram before, rest is 100% productive and will help you to be more efficient with your time. So please let yourself take a little break. Okay, so now you can really be looking at that calendar and start to plug in the areas of time where you want to be spending time on different topics again you don't have to use all of the examples that I shared but I just wanted to give you some examples of what you could add into your time so that you really feel like you're hitting sort of all of the notes of things that you want to be focusing on Okay, so now that you have sort of your ideal week mapped out or you sort of have the initial structure of how you're going to do this, P.S., if you're not actually doing this as I'm talking, I would highly recommend making sure that you put it on your calendar to finish working on this ideal week at some point in the next week. I would just give it a try and see how it works for you, see if having that structure really helps you to focus and helps you to be more productive in the things that you're working on. Now, assuming that you have this ideal week at least sketched out and you're going to give it a try, the biggest question that comes to mind and that I've asked myself is when do you need to reevaluate this ideal week? The first thing is, are you actually using it? If you have been using it, give it a month to six weeks before you really just throw it all out and scrap the whole plan. You don't have to follow it perfectly, but the closer you can follow it, or at least if you are using it as a guideline, it's going to be helpful to see if it works for you or not. Keep track of the things that you are maybe not doing in your ideal week that you need to add in, but really you want to reevaluate your ideal week anytime there's a major change in your schedule or if you find that it's just not working for you. If you find that you're not really following it anymore and you just keep putting off kind of following the system that you've created, that's a great sign that you need to go back and revisit it. But if you find that your kids are home for an extended break but you still need to work or if they're home for the summer or if you have a change in your team or a change in your client load, then that's a great time to reevaluate and revisit it. And this is really just something that naturally happens. I think at first when I started doing my ideal week, I got frustrated that I had to change it so often. But what I have found is that some semblance of a plan is better than no plan. And often what happens for me is I plan an an ideal week and then three weeks later, something major changes like we lose our babysitter or a kid gets sick and therefore whatever, we add another project or cancel a project. There's just a bunch of things that have happened in the past, but again, having some structure and some plan is better than having no plan at all. Last question is how do you get back on track when you have fallen off of your ideal week? And I think for this, Again, you really have to reevaluate. Is it the ideal week that's not working or is it just your dedication to it? Because if there's something that is not right on the ideal week, it's often gonna make you want to skip over it and not follow it. But if your ideal week is really set up to serve you in your business, then it's going to be easier to follow it. So I would take a step back and reevaluate it first then use that as motivation to get you back on track and then just recommit to making an effort to follow your ideal week as much as you can. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to Vinepodcast.com. Talk soon.